0: Uh, namaste, दोस्तों My name is Deepayan. I'm from India. And you रहे हो Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM.
1: Tracks from Abroad, on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. And today I'm going to host your show, the grand finale of Season 2 of Tracks from Abroad. Today we're doing a show on India for the second time, and next week we have a big show on Ukraine with two student interviews from the University of Toronto. Speaking of the University of Toronto, recently our show was recognized on UFT News, which is a news source all across the campus, and I really appreciate the recognition, and thank you for tuning in. Now, I think you're really going to enjoy this show, because this is one of the most ambitious, shows I've ever created. The reason is that during our reading week vacation, I got a group together that went over to Toronto's Little India to film a whole video at a vegetarian restaurant at the home of a sitar teacher and then at an actual sitar store. So for my second interview today, it's going to be with Chris Hale, he's the sitar teacher, and I took that audio straight from the video. So if you enjoy this episode and want to hear a little bit more from Deepayan and Chris, check out the video I'm going to put up on YouTube very soon. Now, without further ado, here is this week's student interview with Deepayan. Today, we welcome to the show Deepayan from India. How are you doing today? Um, Hi, Jesse. I'm
0: doing amazing today. It's a beautiful snowy morning, and I'm really excited for today's show.
1: Yes, indeed. So I think one reason why this show is going to be special is not only does Deepayan have a really great playlist of Indian music, but he also has a deep knowledge of the instruments that go into the music itself. But let's start from the very beginning and just tell us Deepayan, how did you come here to Canada to study?
0: Uh, So I was doing my bachelor's and master's in India and I was studying aerospace engineering there, but then I wanted to shift into more natural applications of science And that's why I moved to physics and U of T seemed to be a really nice place to uh, work in the area that I wanted to. I applied to different places, but then um, Toronto seemed to be the best city amongst all of them. Mm -hmm. And of course, the university is also amazing. So that's how I ended up in Canada. Mm -hmm. There, There have been multiple great experiences. So I'm really liking it here.
1: All right, so we, I think we're going to get right into some music. Is there a certain song that we can start off playing that you brought to the show? So
0: Indian classical music is something which is not heard too much nowadays, but it has very deep roots and it's pretty ancient. That's why I would want you to start with uh, song number three, which is Rang, mm-hmm. which is based on rag, Raga, which is a scale called Bageshri. Um you could just play the song first.
1: We're gonna get into playing that song that Deepayan has suggested, and we'll be back right here on Tracks from Abroad to discuss it a little more deeply. We'll see you then.
2: Sure.
3: I'm The job, बनवा मोरा जो बनवा मोरा जो बनवा मोरा जो बनवा मोरा Duh Is a very sad mother, 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 is I'm tebeza gama gama to
1: Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad, Deepayan. What was the last song that we heard? The last song that we heard was called Rang, which means color in
0: Hindi. So this is a song based on the festival of Holi, which is a color of, a festival of colors, and it is celebrated sometime around spring in India. This song is particularly based on a scale, which is called Rag Bhagishri. So. It is very intricate and there are certain patterns uh, in the way the notes are being sung so that is why this song is special it's a different orchestration it's not just very straightforward bollywood mm-hmm. music
1: when would you say your love for this classical indian music began
0: so that's a nice question um so i grew up in a family which uh, already had a classical musician so my mother When I was in her womb, she used to play an Indian classical instrument, which is called the sitar. And if you look at some of uh, the songs of the Beatles, you will find that a lot of sitar music is being used. So my mother used to play this instrument. And as I grew up, I started playing uh, a beat instrument, which is called the tabla. So I belong to a part of India, which really respects and tries to preserve culture. It was a part of the community, not so much as a part of school, but it was a part of the community. Everyone learns singing, dancing or, or an instrument or some other art form. And whenever we are worshipping some god or goddesses, we would play some kind of particular music for that occasion. Holi is one such occasion. Then there is another festival, which is called Diwali. I'm, it's a festival of lights and there are many songs and uh, music based on this, um, this festival as well. Well,
1: we're going to play some music here from Deepayan's playlist. Would you say there's, there's any music here that might be played at one of these festivals?
0: I would like you to play track eight, which is called Zaria, and it's by one of the most famous music composers in India, who is A.R. Rahman. This is a very interesting track because it has elements of Tibetan music, It has elements of Middle Eastern music, and it has Indian uh, elements of Indian music.
1: Wonderful. Let's get right into that track. We'll play a few more songs after that, and we'll be back here on Tracks from Abroad with Deep Ayan. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We are here with Deepayan talking about India today and listening to Indian music. We've also had a previous show on India where we talked about what sort of Indian cultural centers are located throughout Toronto and maybe throughout Canada as well. Um, But you and I were just talking about the Ragmala Society of Toronto. Tell us about how you know the Ragmala Society.
0: After coming to Toronto I really was looking for an association where I could uh, learn and practice different forms of music especially Indian classical music because I am interested in it uh, most of the events are online right now but then as soon as everything switches per- back into person I would just love and love to go and attend one of these uh, one of their concerts
1: Right. Well, I'd like to attend one as well when when things quiet down. Uh, As to Let me know. We can go together. Exactly. Well, that's what I was hoping you would say honestly. But anyway, as to the instruments that you're talking about, um, do you have maybe a favorite instrument? Or for people that aren't familiar, maybe you could tell us about what it's like to play the sitar.
0: So we all know about the violin. It has four strings and principally um, you can play at most two strings uh, on the violin in one go. The sitar is a little more complicated. It has seven strings. So sitar means seven strings. Tar is strings. Mm -hmm. And there are other strings which are called sympathetic strings. Sympathetic strings are those which are not strung, but they just start vibrating because of resonance. So whenever you play a note on the main strings, what happens is that the sympathetic strings, they start vibrating and then, then they produce this really amazing sound which goes around the room it's not just one note but it's a really filling and void filling note the other instrument i play is the flute but then the one i play is a bamboo indian bamboo flute if you ask me to name a favorite i would just say the sitar because i
1: really love it that's that's terrific do you know of any groups on campus where you could play this music with other students I I really wish I have
0: been looking for that, but I have a few friends who are, one of them plays the piano. He also plays the electric guitar and we sometimes get together and jam probably.
1: Oh, lovely, lovely. That's fantastic. Well, what I'll say is that hopefully some people are listening to this show and maybe they're also looking for some person to share their Indian music with. So Mm -hmm. what if uh, you could do your your music performance of, of the music that you brought to the show and that could be okay. a little, like a little advertisement to the people to get an Indian music <laughs> group together. What do you sure,
0: think? Sure, sure, sure. That's a fantastic idea. I think I'm going to sing a song by A.R. Haman. Here it goes.
4: bina <speaking in foreign> kaise <language> आ जा रे युही तरपान तू मुझको जान रे जान रे, इन साँसों में बस जा तू चांद रे चांद रे a dil agar Dhariti Se Mila Tuhire Mujh Ko Tuhi Rai, Tuhi Rai Bas ja
0: tu.
1: Well, thank you very much for that performance. Is there anything you want to say about the song itself that you performed?
0: There are various different versions of the song and it's in different languages in, uh, of India. So because A.R. Rahman belongs from the south of India, you could hear the same song uh, in languages like Tamil, Telugu and some others. That is really interesting about the song.
1: All right. Well, let's jump back into some music from your playlist right here on Tracks from Abroad.
2: Jungle.
1: Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. We are talking about India today. And Deepayan, you picked that last track. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
0: The last track was called Jago and it's a track in this language Bengali, which is, which is where I come from. So my mother tongue is Bengali. And the song was uh, organized and orchestrated by the Berkeley Indian Ensemble. And the Berkeley School of Music is one of the most famous music schools in the world. I like this song because it has so many elements in it. It has so many instruments. It has so many flavors of Indian classical music, along with vocal, violin, and uh, drums, and so many other things. So Bengali is the primary language of Bangladesh, which is a country which is just neighboring the state I come from, the province I come from. Um, so basically what happened was when India was getting... It's independence. India was partitioned into three different parts. Uh, One was India, the other part was Pakistan and Bangladesh. And I come from a state or a province which is just beside Bangladesh, on the borders of Bangladesh, which is why my native language is
1: also Bengali. I'd like to ask about your studies. And on your Instagram page, you say you are an astromechanician, is that correct? Is that how you say that?
0: The thing is that my background was entirely in aerospace engineering where the only form of physics you learn is mechanics. Mm -hmm. And if I have to call myself an astrophysicist, then I would have to know the physics of astro stuff as well. But I don't know it yet. I'm Mm -hmm. still learning. And that's why uh, I made this term up to define myself because astro is something I'm interested in. And mechanics is something I know, and I have learned. And that's how I just describe myself.
1: That's awesome. I, I love that you're able to uh, define yourself like that. Uh, when you're coming from India to Canada, how long is that journey? And, and how do you get on the airplane? It sounds like an epic journey.
0: So usually it takes around 17 hours. Uh, but what happened because of COVID was I had to take a huge, huge route over almost two and a half days. So I went to an island first, where, which is called Maldives. From there, I came to Doha from Doha to Frankfurt in Germany, and then from Frankfurt to Toronto. So it took 2.5 days to just reach here. Oh my goodness. Uh, just, just because of COVID. Because but of otherwise COVID. it's, it's yeah, otherwise yeah. it's not too bad.
1: Um, for our next music break, is there any music that you, you could suggest for us to play?
0: I'm going to suggest uh, track number four, which is a really, really, really simple track. Um, and it's based on Monsoon. The name of the track is Barse Badariya, which means the clouds are raining down. Mm -hmm. And I used to listen to this song when I was uh, staying with my grandparents and they live in a small village uh, in the northern part of India. The monsoon season is really something in India. So it rains every day throughout like maybe a month. So this particular song is very much related to monsoons. And the feeling of uh, beauty and romanticism associated with monsoons.
1: Well, we're going to play that song and a couple more, and we'll be back on Tracks from Abroad here with Deep Ayan. <laughs> Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. We hope you enjoyed that last song. In Deepayan, I understand it's from the 80s or the 90s in India, and I want to ask, what has changed in those last 40, 30 to 40 years in India, and, and what's different today?
0: What has happened is there has been a detour from the usage of classical music in from from the time of the 80s or 90s to the current uh, to the current age. The current tracks do use a lot of Indian classical music, I agree, but then there are other forms of uh, music which have come up like party music and uh, pop music and all these things and that that is really good. I mean, it's, it's suitable for different environments, but in the midst of all these things, somewhere I feel like uh, Indian classical music is getting lost, uh, but I have not lost hope. There are many people who have... Uh, who are still practicing. And because of social media nowadays, people are getting to know the benefits and intricacies of classical music. So uh, Jesse, you've asked me so many questions. I'm so thankful to you for that. Uh, but I really wanted to know, how did you come up with this idea of hosting
1: different um, people from different countries sharing the music? Well, first of all, I was always interested in joining CIUT, which is our uh, campus radio station. And I was thinking, What sort of show can I make that I could be very passionate about that I could put a lot of energy into? You know, all all thanks to, to our dads, they give us a lot of good advice. But my dad said, why don't you have a show? where you take the wonderful international students at your school, of which there are thousands of them, and you ask them to talk about their countries. They come from all over the world, and often those journeys coming to UFT can be really difficult, and not to mention, being a university student in a foreign country is not an easy thing at all. There's, you gotta learn the language, you have to really adapt to a foreign sort of environment. So I wanted to tell those stories through music, and I found that all of the students I have on they bring wonderful music, and if I can just be one-on-one with them, we, we have music to relate over, we can sort of have those stories come to light.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Fantastic. I
1: really appreciate this.
0: Thank you so much for having me here.
1: You are absolutely welcome. Thank you so much for coming on Tracks from Abroad, Deep Ayan.
0: Thank you, Jesse.
5: Yeah, that's it. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six,
1: Well, we have finished our student interview on Tracks from Abroad for this week, but this show has a whole lot more in store. You're going to hear my interview with Chris Hale, He's a sitar teacher in Toronto, and he's also a friend of Deep Ion. And this interview with Chris is actually ripped from a video that I am about to release, which takes place in Little India in Toronto. I went over there with a group of people during Reading Week, and we filmed a video all about this sitar. And the music you're hearing in the background now is Chris playing in his home studio during that trip over to Little India during Reading Week. In the video we visited a vegetarian Indian restaurant and they actually let us go into the back and film how they make our food. We also went to a sitar store where the owner explained why Chris and teachers like Chris are important to the community. And lastly I got an interview with Chris while we were eating that food at the vegetarian restaurant called Adupi Palace. So listen to my interview with Chris Hale right here on Tracks from (laughs) Abroad. This actually
5: looks like a typical South Indian vegetarian restaurant. Very clean, a nice feeling in here. Sometimes there'll be a little incense burning. This is very typical. The setup of these kinds of tables. Yeah,
1: Well, Chris, your background starts from Nepal. How does, yeah, how does so that work?
5: Yeah, so I was born in New York and then my parents moved to Nepal when I was one. So I grew up speaking Nepali and English uh, at the same time. My friends were Nepalese from the village where we grew up. And it was a, a remote interior village that you had to walk eight hours to get to. And then as I got older, third, fourth, fifth grade, I started to attend schools outside the village and eventually went to India, which was a three-day journey away from my home. So I was in a boarding school called Woodstock for six years from sixth to twelfth grade in India. That's where my exposure to India started happening. And that's when I got exposed to the sitar as well. So my mom is a a concert pianist turned pediatrician. She became a medical doctor. And my dad is a surgeon. So they both realized in the 1950s, my dad was in high school and he learned about the country of Nepal. That it was a country that had just opened up and was in need of medical service. So both my parents met in medical school Essentially, medical school decided they were going to spend their lives serving the people of Nepal in medicine. Mm. I mean, Nepal is an unbelievable country. Yes, it is. A, it's a poor country, but such a rich and beautiful place to, yeah. you know, I love growing up there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was music always important to you?
5: Yeah, I was interested in music since as early as I remember when I was a little kid, singing in choirs in my boarding school in India, um, playing the piano, playing trumpet, I was in a jazz jazz band in my high school in India believe it or not we had a jazz band I chose to go to a jazz music college called Berkeley in Boston when I finished high school in India I went to that jazz music college I got a degree in actually Western classical composing not in jazz but I did study jazz guitar and when I finished college there I I had already in my mind that I wanted to go back to India finished college went back to India I enrolled in a sitar school called Vatkande in Lucknow, and simultaneously I played in a rock band. So I was a lead guitar player and vocalist for a rock band for the next nine years while studying Indian classical sitar. And when I finished that uh, uh, degree in sitar. I came back to the United States, and with a buddy of mine named Pete Hicks, we formed this band called Aradna. And we were a full time touring band for 12 years. Uh, we traveled around the Indian diaspora, so Guyana, Suriname, South Africa, England, India. When I finally finished touring with that band, we couldn't kind of keep it going anymore. We, our families were getting bigger. Um, I came back to Toronto where Miranda, and my wife Miranda and I had already sort of been living for quite a while mm-hmm. and I began to teach. So I've been teaching and performing in Indian and Pakistani weddings since 2013. Oh. It's probably my favorite instrument, the sitar. And I like the sitar because of the string bending and the way in which you can imitate an Indian vocal, an uh, Indian singer with a sitar, there's no way you can imitate that on a guitar. But, but where I love guitar is for the chords, you know. They, mm. You can play any kind of beautiful chord on a, on a guitar, and it's just so rich. So if it comes to playing chords and that kind of music, I much prefer the guitar, but when it comes to playing melody, and Indian style music, I, I love the sitar. There's nothing like the sitar among all the instruments of the world for imitating an Indian vocal sound.
1: Well, growing up in India and speaking, uh, or rather in Nepal, dressing in a different kind of dress, when you moved to the Western world, was that a culture shock for you?
5: Yeah, but I... I it was a culture shock only in the places where it's a culture shock. So at Berkeley College of Music, yeah. it was... Nothing. People, at Berkeley, were also interesting yeah. in their own unique ways, they're musicians so in musician circles I wouldn't say that I felt out of place or, or unusual, yeah. but you know where I was born Albany, New York, you know there, there was a sense I was in high school for ninth grade actually in Albany and that was a really hard year for me, just very tough, people didn't understand hmm. what I was Caucasian, but it was just so different.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Had a
5: bit of an accent, that they didn't know where the accent came from. And so that was a tough year for me. But but you know, when I came back eventually to mm. North America from India, I chose to live in downtown New York mm. city where I knew that there was just like such a multicultural vibe that oh I would probably fit in and I I loved it. I, I was in Brooklyn, fit in just perfectly well and Toronto, of course, is yeah. just like that, even more uh, multicultural yeah, than, yeah. I was say than that, even yeah. New York. So I, I fit in really well in really urban oh. centers, and I stick to those <laughs> as yeah.
0: much as possible.
1: Now, during the recording of our video, we actually ordered some food to our table. So here is Chris explaining some of the dishes that we were about to eat.
5: So take a clean spoon. Mm -hmm. That that we'll use that spoon for. Oh, I guess it was this the spoon for the rice. rice. Yeah, Okay, take maybe you can actually use that spoon if you want for sure. And then whatever you want, grab something Mm -hmm. and.
0: Are you trying to decide?
5: Particularly, I'll tell you the 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 more saucy things are for rice, and the more dry things are for the puri. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. So pick something that more saucy for your rice.
1: Before we got our food, you were speaking to um, Manish, Manish, right? The server, the the host, um, and you have this amazing gift that you're able to communicate with with these people in their native language. Yeah. But it might be surprising for someone to look at you and to to then hear you know your your accent and all of this. What does that feel like to surprise people?
5: Well, I have to be careful with it because you don't want to use it as an effect or some kind of cool thing. So sometimes uh, I'll. Yeah. I'll I just feel the vibe, I walk into a restaurant and sometimes I'll just speak Hindi really naturally right from the beginning Mm -hmm. and nobody even bats an eye. They just speak back to me in Hindi. They don't even look at me in a strange kind of way. Mm -hmm. But there's other times when I'll walk into a place and I'll just feel like if I launch into Hindi, it's gonna be weird (laughs) (laughs) and I just don't do it. I start off in English, I just be, you know, the American slash Canadian guy that I am. Mm And then I'll test it out. I'll chat with people for a while, and then if it looks like there might be some interest there, I'll I'll say, yeah, you know, I grew up in India and I, I can speak Hindi, and they were like, really, and then it goes from there. So I have to I have to watch where I am and figure it out, see whether it's going to go well or not.
0: Has something like this ever happened that someone thought that okay, this guy will definitely not know Hindi or? Uh, and then that person is just speaking in Hindi without realizing that you're understanding it <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
2: something
5: in, your in India Yeah, in India that and in Nepal that happened all the time and I would I would have a bit of fun with it so, you know sometimes You know the, the conversations about me or the conversations about me and my wife Especially when we were first yeah. married. We were sitting on an Indian train People would talk about us and it would start to get a little bit rude. Maybe yeah, just a touch yeah. so then I would launch into Hindi straight up just as a sort of a, a yeah, fun thing, yeah. and then they would come and be like, "Brother, brother, we're so sorry. We're sorry that we said those rude things." It, and then, you know, we become friends and we talk. So there's, there's that kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. fun.
1: So that's going to wrap up the teaser for our Tracks from Abroad field trip video where we went over to Little India on the east side of Toronto and spoke with Chris Hale, went out to lunch, did all these wonderful things. That video is going to come out soon, and I urge you to take a look. Now we have one more song coming up in this episode of Tracks from Abroad. Again, this is the season finale for season two of our show, and we're going to be starting season three next week with an interview with two Ukrainian students at the University of Toronto. Thank you so incredibly much to everybody who helped make this episode and this video come to life. And thank you for listening to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse. You've been listening to CIUT 89.5 FM. We'll see you next week.
6: आजा बलम परदेसी मैं तरस गए मैं तरस गए आजा बलम पर
0: Those two, Miranam and Deepayan, May who India say, or Apsundre Ho tracks from abroad on CIUT eighty nine point five FM. Okay. Thank you. Thank you
2: so much.